Welcome, family, to the Dining Room Table Podcast, a conversation that addresses taboos of the Black community. We emphasize vulnerability, transparency, and authenticity to change the narrative and the stigma of self-expression in our community. Ciao. All right. <laughs> Happy Friday or whatever day you are listening. I just want to say, hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. I am so happy to sit down with you all again. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited for this episode because we just about to have a good time. We about to have a good time. I'm about to share and just, yeah. Let's just get into it. I just picked up my phone and started to record because it's time. So, first of all, I hope that you're feeling okay. I hope that you're good. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. I know it has been a little while. And we are just here. So, thank you for being here. I'm super excited and I hope that you are too. Honestly, today I just want to share just what's been up, where I've been, you know, where things have been taking me and how life has been, you know, trying to treat me and just all of the things. So all I'm going to say is buckle up. Grab your coffee, um, your energy drink, your water. Um, like if you like me right now, I'm having one of the little canned margaritas. It's the um cut water in a can. I'm having the peach flavor. So yeah, we just about to get into it. Um, so to give you a little breakdown, life has been wild it's been one heck of a ride the last what two months I think I think our last episode and our last time sitting down together I was asking you how well you were waiting and I was sharing what I had been doing during the time of me waiting um because y'all know prior to that I had quit my corporate job and I was just telling y'all what I was doing Honey, let me tell you that after I told y'all how I was waiting, the waiting season just amplified a little bit more. It was wild. So uh, tell me why. Okay, so y'all know I'm living in Kansas City. Boom. Y'all also know that I am from Atlanta. Boom. So during this time, I have extra time, right? So I can kind of move freely, do what I want to do. Cool. I went to Atlanta on April 23rd, I believe it was. April 23rd, I flew to Atlanta. It was a Saturday evening, I believe. Um, Yeah, I flew to Atlanta. 
to like hang out with family, hang out with friends. Okay, cool. Um, I come back to Atlanta on April 27th-ish, 26th, 27th. Um, those numbers may not be accurate. I can't look at my calendar right now because I'm recording. But just think, I left Atlanta on a Saturday. I got back on a Wednesday night. So about four or five days, I was gone. So... I get back home and, you know, I fly in, get home, you know, lift from the airport to my apartment from Atlanta. And I come inside, I take a shower, and I had actually got a late flight out that night. So I get, you know, here, it's like maybe 10, 30, 11, and I'm like, dang, I'm kind of hungry. So I grab, so I I grab my keys after I shower and I'm on the phone with my friend and we're just chit-chatting, like having a grand old conversation and I get downstairs and I hit my lock, right? I hit my lock on my car, um, or on my keychain or whatever to, you know, just guide me to the car. I hit it and I don't hear anything. I'm like, okay, I hit it again. Maybe I'm just tripping. Don't hear anything. And so I'm looking and I'm like, wait, I know that I left my car right here when I left. And so I'm standing in front of the parking space, which is actually directly in front of my apartment building and my bedroom window. So literally, I park my car in the same spot just about every day because you know how you have those unassigned assigned parking spots so pretty much all of my neighbors we all kind of know where we park so you know that's pretty on brand for me to be right there in that spot so I look and I'm like okay that's not my car in the spot that I left it in so I'm like okay I know I I know good and got doggone well this is not real life right now. So I'm looking and I'm like, did I park in the back? And I'm like, no, I didn't park in the back. I know I left my car right here. Child, at that moment, I said, Welp, my car has been stolen. Honey, oh my goodness. I like literally all of the emotions kind of like ran through my mind of like, what is this real life right now? So I, um, I hurry up and I get off the phone with my friend. I was like, Hey, I have to go. And she's like, okay. You know, probably not thinking anything of it. I'm like, I gotta go. So I come back inside and I'm like, Oh my gosh. So I come inside and I, um, call my family in our family group chat. Like y'all, I just left to try to go get some food. You know, I made it back home. Went to go try to get some food. My car is not outside. I think my car has been stolen. My mom is like, what? My sister's like, what? What do you mean? You know, everybody is very shocked. And I'm just like, yeah, it's not in the spot that I left it. And normally when I get out of my Uber or Lyft, when I come from the airport, I will hit my locks just to be sure. But that day, like, it didn't even cross my mind to do it until after the fact. So 
I um my mom's like, you know, you need to call 911. So I called 911. Um and they tell me that my car had been towed from my apartment. And so she's like, "Yeah, your car has been towed, ma'am." Um and I gave her my VIN number and she's like, "Yep, your car has been towed due to a compliance issue." And I'm like, "Compliance issue?" I don't understand that. Like my car is parked where it's always been parked. The tags are, you know, valid. Everything is good. That doesn't make sense. So she's like, well, she gave me the number to the tow company that had confiscated it or whatever. And she's like, um, contact the tow company in the morning. I'm like, okay, cool. So I call my family. I'm like, okay, guys, you know, turns out it wasn't stolen. It was just towed due to a compliance issue. I will call and I will check in with y'all tomorrow, let y'all know what the tow company says once I speak to them. Everybody's like, okay, cool. So next morning, you know, I go work out. I um, wait until they open up. I call and I'm like, hey, you know, I have a key of soul. Um, I give them my VIN number, my tag number, everything. And the lady's like, ma'am, your car was towed, but it was towed because... It was stolen and they vandalized it. And you can come down here and check it out if you want to. So then in that moment, I'm like, oh, my gosh. So my car actually was stolen. Okay, that just amplifies the situation like 10 times greater now because, you know, I was chill last night. Like, okay, compliance, you know, I was ready to go to my leasing office after I got off the phone with the towing company. Like, Hey, y'all told my car I need answers. How was this out of compliance? Turns out, though, the car was stolen. Like, for real, for real. So I go down to the tow company. I have one of my friends up here. Thank you, Elasia. To take me to the tow company or um, down to the, like, city tow or whatever. Check it out. And they take me to my car or whatever. I had never done any of this, right? So I was distraught. Like, literally distraught. I go down there, and I see my car, y'all, and I am just in shock. Because it's like, dang, somebody really stole my car. They really stole my car. And not only did they take it, they crashed it. They vandalized it and left it literally eight minutes away from where they stole it. Funny thing is, though. I didn't really have no gas because I was like, I'ma leave and I'll just get gas when I get back, child. I only had like 30 miles, so that's funny. Like, I don't know if they left it because it didn't have no gas or what, but yeah. So, um, coming back to the story. So, um, I look at it, it's vandalized, tire busted, windshield wipers, you know, torn out of the windshield. They done threw the windshield wipers in the back trunk. You know, tire busted. Um, it's looking crazy. Not too much body damage, but definitely damage. And of course, the steering column is like ripped out and hanging off, you know, to the side. So I'm like, this was absolutely some of that Kia TikTok shit. So I'm like, okay. I took pictures, took videos, you know, showed my family. Um, and I'm like, okay, what's next? So literally within 24 hours of me getting back to 
Kansas City from Atlanta, I had to become a full-on adult and make so many big girl decisions because people had violated my privacy, you know, stole my property, um, and just did it all in the name of what was probably supposed to be fun, right? So crazy because it's like you literally changed the trajectory of somebody's life and me who y'all already know of course they don't know but y'all know I literally quit my job in February it's April and now I don't have a car for who knows how long because people want to think that it's cute and it's fun to do silly stuff like steal your car with a USB and might I add they used my USB cord because you know how you, you leave your charger in your car? Yeah. They use my shit to steal my shit. Crazy. So, I had to make the decisions. I had to get my car towed to Kia, you know. Um, and I had to pay for the damages out of my own pocket. Wild. Wild. Lucky enough, though, I was able to get my car back in like a month's time. But in that month's time, y'all, there were days where literally I didn't leave my apartment because, like, I didn't want to ask, you know, my my friends up here, the few that I have, for too much. You know, I asked a few times to go to the grocery store um, and maybe, you know, ride with them wherever they were going just to kind of get out of the house. But I spent the majority of the month of May applying to jobs, interviewing for jobs, and just keeping myself um, saying so working out, praying, um, not journaling as much, even though I really, really need to get back into journaling way more, a few therapy sessions. And then, like I said, in a month's time, I was able to get my car back. <sighs> that was wild, right? That was crazy. And right now I'm still just very like shocked that that happened because you just, you know how some things you just think like, dang, like I hear about it, but you never really think that it, it could be you until it's you. And then you like, dang, that's crazy. So y'all already know I had to do a lot of soul searching and just keep myself encouraged because sometimes it just feels like, dang, you know, like just you scared, you nervous. Um, because again, you don't know who damaged my property. I don't know who took my car. I don't know who did it. I don't know where they were. I don't know anything. And so within some of that month of May, I was nervous, a little bit paranoid almost, because it's kind of like, again, you don't know who did it. So you don't know if they could potentially come back. If they see me getting in and out of my car, or if this is just a random, you know, kids walking by my apartment complex. Oh, well, let's find a, a you know, a random kid to kind of get into. And it just so happened to be mine. So trying to like overcome those things and not let, not allow those intrusive thoughts to kind of take over my mind. Cause I'm just like, okay, I'm safe. You know, I'm okay. Everything will be okay. This was probably just a random, you know, incident, probably an isolated incident. It just happened to be me. You know, how are you going to keep yourself encouraged? You're going to pray. You're going to ask God to give you the, give you the wisdom, give you the strength and just push forward. So, y'all, those first two days that I, like, had to deal with all of the car stuff, I literally cried for two days straight. Like, literal tears. Tears, tears, tears. Did not eat. 
just cried just cried because I was just like feeling hopeless a little like dang this really happened to me so interestingly enough though um I did a news interview um I had created a GoFundMe just because like some friends had encouraged me to do so I did get a few donations and I was super grateful because that that definitely helped towards the bill um and so yeah I was just like thrown off thrown the hell off so going back to the news interview though um y'all know my friend Amber she works for um CNN but she's been like in the news industry for like 10 years so she has some people that she knows who are also in the industry and as soon as she dropped the story and let them know that you know she had a story people was they was eating it up all of the reporters wanted to talk to me because they like, oh, yeah, this is happening. This is, like, almost an epidemic. Like, they're still doing it. They're still out here stealing people's cars. And nothing is happening. Um, And so that was interesting to see that they were really eating it up because it's just like, dang. Like, this is really happening. And people, some people, even people that I know personally, but they've never shared it. Like, this is really happening to, like, people that we know, too. They are really out here stealing people's cars, Hondas, and kids just for the hell of it. Just in the name of fun. And I keep saying that because it's just like, why is that fun to you? Why is taking somebody else's property, damaging somebody else's property, and just being negligent just being disruptive like it's just terrible it's crazy so that happened um so that's one thing that happened and where I've been and like just how I've you know just had to try to overcome and just keep myself encouraged um I received so many amazing and beautiful and sweet and kind and loving messages from people um friends like and people who I may not even talk to every single day but they seen it you know when I posted on my social media like y'all were so encouraging and I just want to say thank you so so much I definitely did make a video about it um and I mean not a video I made a post about it but I want to say it here publicly like I really appreciate those kind messages because like I actually saved some and put them in a separate folder in my phone just when I needed to Look at them for some encouragement because it was wild. Like, that was something that I really, you know, had never really experienced, especially trying to do everything. And I don't have my family here. I don't have my best friend here. Like, I literally don't have anybody. I don't have any friends here. Well, I do have friends, but, you know, nobody from home. Like, that comfort. Not really having that comfort. And having to be your own comfort. Having to find support in um the community that I've built here um it was interesting it was trying it was super yeah it was super trying and so I was just like all right well you know I guess being able to do this and um accomplish things like this it showed me that I can do everything and anything that I may need to as long as I just keep God in the center and I pray and I just tell myself, like, everything works out for me. That's an affirmation that one of my, like, mentors and just, I just love her so much. Um, she, 
I talked to her and she told me, she said, you have to affirm that everything works out for you. And so I had to affirm that to myself so much because it was just like, I don't know what else to say. I mean, I don't want to speak negatively about the situation. So it's like, okay, everything works out for me. And then crazy enough, everything did work out. You know, I was able to pay um, for my car out of my pocket. I was able to, um, I was able to get it back in a month's time. Something that the mechanics were like kind of in shock about because they were like, you know, normally it takes weeks for us to even get the parts. It literally only took them two weeks to get all of the parts. And I just named off everything that was wrong, but it took them only two weeks to get all of the parts. They were able to complete the job in like a week and a half. And so I was able to get my car back in like a month, a month's time. And they're like, that doesn't normally happen. Granted, though, my car is a very new car. It's a 2022 car. So only, you know, it's like a baby, honestly. Um, so, yeah, that happened, y'all. <laughs> My car got hit by the Kia boys, and I was up here in KC by my damn self. So, hmm, that's one thing, right? So, y'all know, like, I had quit my job in February, February 1st, actually. And so, what I didn't tell y'all, though, was that I had got another job. I had got another job offer. I was offered the job. I was offered a beautiful um, salary. I was offered a sign-on bonus. I was offered, um, I was still going to be able to travel. Like, it was literally, like, exactly what I thought, you know, was for me. So, I had got offered the job. I got offered, so I quit February 1st. I got offered the job February 24th. And so the only contingent thing that was going to be delaying that start date was the fact that they needed to sign off some more contracts. And so they were like, you will start in May. And once we finish up, you know, a few more contracts, we will give you that official start date. So your start date is contingent upon us signing all of these contracts. So I'm like, okay, cool. You know, I'm good. I'm good. I can definitely make it for February, um, March, and April. I'm going to be straight. So I knew, you know, I get to April. I was going to start working in May. Everything was going to be copacetic. So I told y'all I had left Atlanta in April, right? And I had went to, um, I had went to Atlanta, and so that was, you know, the week that I got my, um, well, I'm sorry, I didn't get it. The week that my car got stolen, that is also the same week that I found out that I may not start that job after all because the contracts may have been paused. And I found that out from a lady on the plane, wild. So that entire weekend of me being in Atlanta, I was kind of sharing with my family and a few friends like, yeah, y'all know the job that I had mentioned, you know, that may not work. I'm not sure yet. I'm still waiting to hear back from the recruiter. So I'm like, okay, well, and this was, this was before I even knew that my car had got stolen. 
So, you know, in Atlanta that whole week, like, yeah, you know, I may or may not have that job. And I was kind of nervous. So I had started applying to new jobs during that time being in Atlanta because I was like, well, I may as well go ahead and try to become proactive if this is not going to work out. Even though I had waited three months to start this job. Cool. So come to find out after I got back from um, Atlanta, after my I realized my car had got stolen after I had handled everything. I then get an email from the recruiter on May 1st. And she's like, hey, unfortunately, you will not be starting um, in May. We actually don't know when you will be starting because the contract is now officially paused. <laughs> so literally within a week's time everything that I had thought like was like falling into place and everything that I thought was like coming together was absolutely falling the hell apart everything that I thought I was like okay cool like I quit on the 1st. I got a new job on the 24th. God is so good. God is still good, though. Side note, God is still good regardless. But, you know, I was just grateful. I was grateful because I was like, okay, you know, when I move, God said, okay, I got you, right? But it just kind of felt like stuff was a little shaky because I got all of that crazy news within a week's time. So not only was my car stolen, but now I don't have a job. So now I got to get back on the market and apply to some more jobs. And y'all know right now the market is wild. Like the market is crazy. Honey. It's been so wild. So I found out all of that stuff. And so it's just like, that's where I've been. I've been applying. I've, I've you know, I got my car back. But still having to apply, still interviewing, still applying, still interviewing, still interviewing, continuously interviewing. And I'm still interviewing literally right now. Literally right now, still interviewing, still waiting, very much still. Still, right? Still. Doing all of the things. So, since my last episode... And within these last 26 minutes that I've been talking, that's where I've been. Mind you, still living in Kansas City, Missouri. Still living in the very place that I actually moved from almost two years ago. I mean, two, almost two years ago for a job that I literally no longer work at. I don't work there and I had to quit on them. So I've had to make so many big girl decisions for my life, like so many. And granted, it's like, okay, Keandria, you're 30 years old. What do you expect? I mean, yes, I am 30 years old. And so, yes, I have been an adult for a quite for quite some time. But just having to make all of these big decisions and some of the decisions only being only having to be made because other people are choosing stuff for me, like taking my car, like pausing the contract on a job that I thought I was going to be able to start and be, you know, become more financially stable and all of these things. It's just like, nope, not yet. 
Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Almost, but not yet. But again, continuing to affirm that everything works out for me. And so I actually met a friend and I was kind of telling her about this situation and just kind of like what I've been kind of dealing with the last few months. And she's like, you need to tell people about this. You need to tell people, don't wait until it's full circle. Don't wait until you find something. Don't wait because you need to tell this story now because it's a lot of people going through things and feeling as though they're the only ones. And so I want to tell y'all, y'all are not going through these different big girl, big male boy, big boy. <laughs> y'all not going through these grown people situations by yourself. We all going through stuff. I seen a meme and it said, um, you know, a lot of people are masking behind like pictures, trips, filters, and smiles because even though like stuff is hard and it's like true it is and so trying to figure out how to journey through life and journey through inflation and journey through working jobs that we may not want to be at journey through you know family challenges family issues journeying through friendship changes, journeying through motherhood, fatherhood, um, moving to a new city, state, country, part of the world, journeying through loss, journeying through sadness, through depression, through maybe not feeling like you're enough, so inadequacy, um, feeling like you're left behind, feeling like you're not in a place that you should be like battling with intrusive thoughts. Like all of these things are things that everybody either has faced, is facing, or knows someone that is facing some of this stuff that I just named out. And it's just like, it's hard. And so as much as I always say, like, I'm always having these conversations outside of the dining room table, like, I just be loving when I can come here and just share. And I hope that y'all don't think that this is like me just airing out all of my life and coming with my problems. But these are the real things that I'm dealing with, that I'm journeying through and that I'm getting through. You know what I'm saying? that I'm making it through, that I'm figuring it out, that I'm having to lean on my community. I'm having to lean on support from people that I may not have leaned on prior, but learning how to ask for help, learning how to tell my people that like, hey, I'm not doing well today, learning how to like speak up, learning how to fall back, learning how to um, shift some things around, shift some some priorities and just welcoming the help and the love and the support from people like i said that i may not have had before but like they're showing up in ways that they can right now and so just continuing to remember that everything works out for me i really hope that i'm not rambling but yeah like it's been something. It's been something. It's been a time. 
But I know that like everything does work out for me, even if it's when I don't necessarily know it. Clearly, these different things that I have been faced with and that I've gotten through and been able to grow through literally shows me, like I said earlier, that I can do so much. I can do so, 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 so much. And even like lessons that like, for instance, my best friend, y'all, shout out to you, Jazz. Um, she always encourages me to like be better and to be like, to believe in myself. I'll say that. And like, no, like you can do whatever, you know, you can do it. I don't need to help you. Right. And so here recently, I literally had to pull that strength of, no, you can do it. <laughs> you can figure it out. You could do it. You can do it. You have to do it. There is nobody else to do it. You have to. And so it's crazy because it's like all of the things that, like, I, like I said, I've been growing through. I have had to remember and remind myself that I can. And so, like, friends also reminded me that I can and that it's going to be okay and that this is inspiring them to remember and to remind themselves that they can too so if you're listening to this right now and you're facing something that you feel is insurmountable and you feel like it is just gonna just break you down it might it might break you down it might make you feel really sad it might make you feel inadequate it might make you feel scared. It might make you have to lean in on people that you don't necessarily always lean in on. It might make you have to do some introspection. But what it will do is it'll make you better. It'll make you stronger. It'll make you more wise. It'll make you more empathetic and compassionate towards other people. And it'll just make you just feel like that girl. Like, or that guy, it'll make you feel like you can do whatever it is. You can face whatever it is because you can, but also lean on your people, lean on your people, lean on your community. If you don't have a community, please reach out to me. I, I've said this before in other episodes, but please reach out to me. Don't let, you know, what I'm sharing here today be like, oh, well, she has her own things. And I mean, I do, but we all do. And sometimes I may have space to help you figure it out, to help you, you know, work through it. Ask some questions to prompt some thought. Ask some questions to, you know, help you create a mind map of what you might need to do. Reach out, y'all. Use your community, I promise. Like, it's crazy how people will reach out when you're, like, in a space and you need it. It's wild. I'm so grateful for my friends, like, that I've been able to lean on. I really appreciate you. And even if you are not in a space that I haven't been able to lean on you, that's okay. It's okay. Like I said, everything works out for me in the way that it's supposed to so I'm super grateful I'm still living in Kansas City y'all I'm still applying to jobs I'm still interviewing for um careers 
still shaking, still moving. Some days are harder than others, but that's okay. Cause like, that's normal. Cause even if I had a job, there would still be hard days. So that's like, you know, it's nothing. Um, I have my car back, so I'm grateful. I am filled up. Shout out to everybody that's been sending me the lawsuit link. Um, those it's like two or three links that's floating around about the Kia and the Hyundai um lawsuit. Thank you so much for sending. I appreciate you. Um, y'all real for re like y'all are real for that because I hadn't even seen I hadn't even seen it yet, and I had a few DMs like, "Hey, did you see this?" <laughs> so, yeah. We out here, we getting through it. We working through it. We journeying through it. Every day is something different. But like I said, that's like, that's just what life looks like. You just get through it. You, you go through it. You grow through it. You come out stronger. You come out with more experience. More experience. Because that's, you know, that mean that's like, um, you don't come out. I can't think of what it says, but basically it's saying like the next time you go through something, you come out with experience this time. You're not starting from scratch. And that's very true. Not starting from scratch. Definitely coming out with experience. And the funny thing is, y'all, I used to always say like, yeah, I don't have any children yet. Like I will definitely move, you know, to a new state for a new job. Child did that and had to grow up. Real bad. Real fast. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. So, I'm going to just go ahead and, you know, let this be an episode. Um, I appreciate y'all for listening. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. We're going to try to get a few more episodes on the books real, real soon with some people. I want some guests to come sit down with me at the table. Um, yeah, like I said, if y'all need me, reach out. I'm here. Don't let this be the reason why you don't say nothing because I'm here. Um, if I can help you, I will. If I can't, I'll help you find somebody. Um, thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all for being so loyal. Let me just say this too. Um, from the analytics, I realized that I have some listeners in Canada. I just want to say, if you are listening in Canada, please hit me up. Please hit me up and say hello. Like, reach out to the page at DR Table Talks. Please reach out and say hello because, oh, my gosh, that's so lit. Like, I've never been to Canada before. Uh, thank you. Um. So, yeah. But thank you for everyone. I really appreciate you. I just thought that was very cool Um, for to have some Canadian listeners. So, yeah. Thank you so much. I really appreciate y'all. And um, yeah, we'll talk soon. Bye.